who knows where inspiration comes from? Perhaps it arises from desperation. Perhaps it comes from the flukes of the universe, the kindness of the muses. This podcast is a place where I fall into those gaps. You know, the gaps that open up in between thoughts. The clock of time is a wild child, one that can neither be controlled nor disciplined. It simply slips away from your hand while you grapple, trying to hold it back. More often than not, life moves really fast. It's only for you to pause and breathe. Sadly, none else can do that for you. I am my own muse. I am the subject I know best. The subject I want to better. Tune in when you need some extra love, a place to catch your breath, or creative prompts to get back into the flow. Mindful Musing is not just a podcast. It's like a warm hug for your soul. Hi, I'm Massive Cell, and thank you for tuning in to Mindful Musing. Today's episode is about focusing on things no one can take away from you. I'm going to be honest with you. I sat down twice this week looked at my podcast list and felt like I had nothing to say to you. Often life can feel so busy and it's hard to balance everything. The thought creeps in. Should I even do a podcast? How many people are actually going to listen to me? However, there's something that just won't let me quit. Since I've been recording these podcasts, there have been individuals those that really connected with my words. They said my words came at the right time for them. And I happened to have delivered a message that was helpful at that point in their life. One of the harsh realities of human existence that people struggle to come to terms with is understanding that everything we've acquired can be taken away from us. Somebody who is here today could be gone tomorrow. We could be flush with cash today and lose all of it tomorrow. We might be healthy today, but become very sick tomorrow. Of course, the opposite is true as well. Just as there is a diminishing permanence to all the good things, there is to all those bad things as well. This is what my mentor used to say, that your temporary circumstances don't have to become your permanent identity. However, there's one thing that nobody can ever take away from you. But to know and appreciate what that is, you have to understand some other things first. You'll always have problems. Contrary to popular belief, there's no time in life when you won't have problems. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, a success or a failure, your problems never go away. What changes is your capacity to handle them. People like Mark Zuckerberg and Larry Page have been going 100 miles an hour since they were 20 years old. Every day something happens in their empire that nobody can deal with but them. We're deluded into thinking that if we can just have the dream job, the guy, the girl, or whatever it is you want, 
that all our problems will be solved. But ask a person who's rich, or someone who's met the person of their dreams, or someone who has what you think you want, and ask them if they don't have problems. Language plays a big role in how we experience our lives and the world. Seeking fulfillment through accomplishment is a bottomless pit. There's an eternal gap between who you are and how you want to be. And nothing you accomplish will permanently alter your self-image. When the foundation of your self-esteem is built on something you can't control, it's a house of cards. You'll see every setback, failure and disappointment as a reflection of or your values as a human, even though none of those things are. This is difficult to understand until you experience it. But think right now about something that you really wanted and actually have. It might be the person you married, the dream job, or the raise. Does it still make you as happy as it did when you got it? As someone once said to me, when I asked them, what makes someone truly wealthy? They said, if you don't appreciate what you have now, you'll never appreciate what you get later. Now think about something terrible that happened a year ago or five years ago. Maybe it was a breakup or getting fired or losing someone you care about. Does it hurt as much as it did back then? In the midst of grief, it's all consuming. The pain feels as if it's never going to end. But eventually, it does. Research shows that we're not as sad as we think we'll be when something bad happens. And we're not as happy as we think we'll be when something amazing happens. Within a year of an event, whether it's positive or negative. The pursuit of validation is a slippery slope. We all seek validation, whether it's in the form of parental approval, social currency from strangers on the internet, or attention from the opposite sex. It would be impossible for us to coexist as species if we literally didn't care what anyone thought. But at the same time, we have to be mindful that other people aren't going to live with the consequences of your choices. One of the strange paradoxes of external validation is the less you seek, the more you get. Everything you're seeking from other people or other sources is something you can give to yourself. Have you ever noticed when you stop trying so hard, things suddenly start to go your way without any effort? When you expect nothing, everything comes to you. Learning to optimise for your own definition of enough. How much is enough money in the bank? Visitors to your website, followers on your social profiles. Millions of people around the world get by on far less than almost all of you who are listening to this right now. When you are unclear on how much is enough, your only answer will be more. The problem with more is that there's no end point. It guarantees perpetual dissatisfaction. 
but there is an antidote to the disease. More. Optimize your life for enough. Maybe it's enough to live the life you have without becoming the next Steve Jobs, Oprah or Beyonce. Maybe it's enough to own a car that is safe, gets you from A to B and gets the job done. But enough doesn't have to be about compromise and deprivation. In fact, it can increase your standard of living because you're focused on the quality of your possessions instead of the quantity of them. So, what exactly is this one thing that nobody can take? Here's a rub. By definition, if somebody could give it to you, they could also take it away from you. You take responsibility for your circumstances and develop the belief that no matter what life throws at you, you can get back up when you fall and go far past where the average person would quit. And nobody, a family member who doesn't approve of your choices, the casting director who passed on you, the venture capitalist who didn't fund your startup, the boss who didn't see your potential, the publisher who rejected your book, or the person who broke your heart can take that away from you. Remember, what you create internally is something that no one can take away from you. It is something of which you have an infinite supply. Now, as I say these words to you, I ask myself the same question. What can I create that no one will take away from me? And what comes to mind here and now is I want to work on things like my mindset, my character, my personality, transparency, my entire being, as no one can take that away from me. And this is the reason I record these podcasts. I believe we each walk our paths so we can learn and share those lessons with each other. I feel so blessed recognising that my life is only a mere extension of my life's purpose. I just need one person to listen, get my message and pass it on to someone else. And I've doubled my audience. Words have power. What starts out as a sound and ends in a deed. When you give yourself permission to communicate what matters to you in every situation, you will have peace despite rejection or disapproval. Putting a voice to your thoughts helps you to let go of the negative energy of fear and regret. So, I want you to ponder, what will you create internally that no one can take away from you? My parting thought to you, the listeners today, working on yourself doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be small, incremental changes that lead to self-growth and improvement. It can be something as simple as starting a meditation practice, reading more, replacing a bad habit, or starting a new fitness regime. We can even start working on ourselves by being grateful for what we have right now. Doing a social media detox, improving our self-talk, 
making sure we get enough sleep, exercising daily, and practicing random acts of kindness. No matter where you currently are in your self-discovery journey, remember, bolts work on nuts, pens work on paper, but you must work on yourself. You influence others better by working on yourself to grow and add your own value. Others will see what you have become and be attracted by what they see and observe. Despite the natural belittling of oneself, the doubts, the insecurities, we have to wake up to the realization that we all write our own autobiography. We are the authors of our life story. Realizing that, write a good story with your life and make sure to write yourself as a protagonist. Be the hero of your journey. Shape yourself before the world shapes you. Thank you for listening.